Mr. Bra, please announce the DAF. 45A, first word. 45A, the first word. Okay, thank you, Mr. Bra, who is our official timekeeper. Okay, so we left off yesterday discussing a constant theme in Mesechet Shabbat, which is the Machloket Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon Amukseh. As we know, Rabbi Yehuda is more lean Amukseh. Rabbi Shimon is strict Amukseh. Uh, we'll leave it to Eddie Saf to find us a mnemonic to remember that. Maybe it'll come to him. Rabbi Yehuda is... He'll learn. Rabbi Yehuda is stricter. By the way, by the way, it's better, so he could learn. Okay, Eddie's not listening to us. Eddie... Yes, Rabbi. We're looking for a mnemonic that Rabbi Yehuda is stricter and Rabbi Hold on a One minute. Okay. Sorry, could you repeat we're that? Looking for, we're looking for a mnemonic that Rabbi Yehuda is stricter and Rabbi Shimon is more lenient in the laws of Mukseh. You'll come up with one when it comes oh, to Israel. Oh, Shmuel is... Shimon, Shimon. Shimon is... Uh... Mutar, M.M., Shmuel Mutar. Shimon Mutar? Okay, and then you get Rabbi Daz Asur. Well, once you know Shmuel's Mutar, you know Yudaz Asur. Shimon, Shimon Mutar. You want to say the Mem, Shimon Mutar. Okay. Right, M, the two Zems. Okay, good. Right, Shmuel is Mutar. What's so hard? M.M. Mutar. That means Rabbi Yudha is Asur. Uh no, you don't Yehuda like it. Asur, the Aleph at the end of Yehuda is for Asur. I don't care about it. Once you know one side, you you it. can figure out the other side. Even okay, I can you. figure that out. Thank you, Eddie. Okay. So that's our principle. We left off yesterday that Rav holds like Rabbi Yehuda. They suggested that. So Rav says, Hachi nami mistavra. It's logical to say the Rav Kav Yehuda like. Why? Now let's give a little background over here. Sorry to... uh Bog you down with the details. You're not allowed to climb a tree on Shabbat. Why not? Because the Gezerah, you might pull off branches. You can't climb a tree on Shabbat. We don't want to do things that will uh, encourage you to climb the tree. So now, I'll tell you the background. If I have a lantern in a tree, and the lantern is mukseh, I'm not worried about leaving the lantern in the tree, because you're not going to climb up to get the lantern because the lantern's mukseh. The lantern's not mukseh, and I would be concerned you'll climb up the tree. And therefore, I do not want you to leave the lantern in the tree. So based on that, we're going to find out what Rebbe, what does, uh, Rav hold? Does he like a Shimon? If he, does, if he's concerned with the lantern being mukseh, he holds like a In this case, the lantern being mukseh protects you. By the lantern being mukseh, we're not worried about you climbing up to get it. You're allowed to leave a lantern and a palm tree on Shabbat. Because Yom Tov is no mukseh. So in Yom Tov, it's not mukseh. I'm worried you're going to climb up. Shabbat, there is mukseh. I'm not worried you're going to climb up. That's what he differentiates. Bain Shabbat Yom Tov. Eliamat Kirbi Shimon Sriole. If Rav holds a Kirbi Shimon, Mali Shabbat, Mali Yom Tov. Very nice. So the fact that Rav differentiates between climbing up a tree between Shabbat and Yom Tov, that tells me that Shabbat, the candles mukseh, lanterns mukseh, and Yom Tov it's not, 
and Rav is Machmir like Rabbi Yehuda. Ask the Gemara, Rav Kudas really? Rabbaumine the Rav Mal tal tule shraga de Chanukata mikami chabare b'shabta. In those days, <coughs> the Persians had a, a group of uh, ruffians, a terrorist group called the Chabaris. And these people would interfere with religious life. And they wanted to know, when I light the candles for my menorah on Friday night, can I remove it from the window after it goes out? You let to remove it. Now, if he holds like Rabbi Yehuda, the lantern is mukseh, the Hanukkah menorah is mukseh, even if the candles went out. So why would Rav allow it? Answer the Gemara with a famous principle, which we had in Mesechet Berachot. Shat HaDachak Shani. Shat HaDachak is different. Dam Rulei, Rav Kana, Rav Ashi, the Rav. Hilchata is really like Haki Hilchata. The answer is that true? You allowed to move it? Amalein, he said, Kedai Rabbi Shimon, When we're in extenuating circumstances, we will rely on Rabbi Shimon. That statement was said in Mesechet Shabbat that will allow you to say Kriyat Shema of our beats after Olot Shacha before Nets if people were drunk at a party because it's Shat Hadacha. That's the rule. I don't know why Rabbi Shimon got relegated to that when you're stuck relying on Rabbi Shimon. Okay? Kedai Rabbi Shimon L'smoch Allah B'Shat Hadacha. There's a cute joke that they say in Israel, Yeshiva joke. Lag Omer, when you go to the Miron, it's very squishy. A lot of people pushing there. Sometimes it's, it might not even be that proper, the amount of people in the mobs that they're going. So the rabbis say, how are we allowed to go to Miron on, 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 um, Lagba Omer with the crowds and the pushing and the shoving? The word dachak means to press or push. And they say, Kedai to be Shimon the Smokhalav, you can rely on to be Shimon by Yochai, Bishata dachak in times of pushing and shoving. Okay. Cute yeshiva joke. We continue. Um, Morris, uh, you like that? Huh? I liked it. It's a good one. <laughs> I heard it from Cham Yehuda Mo'alam Rosh Hashiva Porat Yosef. Kedai Rabbi Shimon L'smokhalab B'Shat Adacha. Fine. Onward. Okay, now we're going further. We want to uh, probe wh- how far does Rabbi Shimon's leniencies go? Rabbi Shimon is matir. So wh- how far does his leniency go? To what level does he not hold mukseh? The whole concept of mukseh is it's pushed aside. There's different type of, uh, there's different types of, uh, there's different types of, 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 of muksas, different levels of being pushed aside. So what exactly is Rabbi Shimon's boundaries? Does he never hold the mukseh? Um, okay, we'll find out soon. So the Quran says, "Ba'iminei reish lakish of Yochanan, chitim shezira'an bekarka." You planted wheat in the ground. Now, when you put wheat in the ground, that's pretty much the wheat's off your mind. Or beitzim takaratarnegola, they got eggs under a rooster, under a chicken. You might eat the eggs, fine, but if you put, once you put it under the chicken. That pretty much indicates that you're not interested in it. Um, so the Gemara says, what happens over there? If you let later be Shimon Mukseh, when you push it over your hands, but he holds a Mukseh, how far 
is Rabbi Shimon's cool. Will he even say, I put an egg under a rooster? That's like really pushing it off. You're not going to usually put wheat under the ground. That's really pushing it off or not. It's like, uh, I don't know. You, uh, people go and they, uh, I don't know, they plant Hadassim in their backyard. They stick the Hadass into the, into the ground. So you stick that Hadass in the ground on Erev Shabbat. Will B. Shimon agree that it's Moksah now because it's off your mind? Or no, you can still pull it out. It didn't take root yet. It's not Moksah. Amalei, ain Moksah let it be Shimon. He does not own Moksah at all. Except for, we'll see this exception is not exact. But Ella, Shemen, Shibiner, Bishashudolek. The only Moksah he has is the case of the Mishnah. That's the only case. We'll see there's more than that. Why? Now, the Gemara is thinking now because there's two issues. There's two things going on here. Number one is, this is a mitzvah designated item. It's designated for my Nerot Shabbat. Number two, it's Yisur designated because I can't move it because it's going to go out. So I got two things going on. That's when he holds a muksa. Is, is that true? He needs two things? The letle Huksal mitzvah to. Mitzvah alone is not an issue. What's the case of mitzvah alone? Batanya. Sikha kilchata. I put schacha my sukkah properly. Vitra and I adorned it, the kramim, with different types of sheets, sidinim, mitsuyarim, colored things. Kalabo, I hung on it different fruits, egozim, aparkasakim, shkedim, romanim, pleishlavanim, atochoshibolim. I put different fruits on it. Nuts, apricots, almonds, pomegranates, grapes, grain, wine, oil, flour. You see from here, they used to put on a lot of the shivat, I mean, even the hanging up. You're not allowed to use them. The famous halacha, that uh, everyone knows that. Something falls from the schach down on your table. Not a movement. Why? It was designated for the mitzvah. But if you made a hit nail and if you made a tonight before Sukkot, we learned this from Sekhul Sukkot, call it Pitano, you make a tonight before the holiday starts and says, I'm making condition, I don't want the Sukkot to take this, take my noy. Okay, so you see from there, Rabbi Shimon holds him excessive. And I says, who told you? Maybe it's Rabbi Yuda. My Rabbi Shimoni, I'll tell you why. The Tani of a Brighta, Rabbi by Yosef said, if I have a hut on Shavuot or Pesach, other holidays, you can't take him eliminas samuchla. You can't take it off the tree that fell when it fell off, unless it was next to it. Mishmo matir, you can always take the wood from the sukkah. But a non-holiday, a non-sukot sukkah, shavin, sukot achad v'chad. Rabbi Shimon agrees that if the schach falls off on Sukkot, Asura, it's not a kol kitrol. So I see clearly Rabbi Shimon holds a mukseh in the case of the Sukkah. So you see that designated for for a mitzvah item, he holds him. I says, I didn't really mean like the candle that has two things. I meant like the candle. The main issue with the candle is that it was designated for the mitzvah. When I said the word Huksal Yisrael, means now it's Asur. You got it wrong. You think you needed two factors? Mishim holds a one factor is enough. Designated for mitzvah, that's when he holds, that's our Mishnah. Designated for mitzvah, whether it's Hadlakat Nerot, 
while, while it's lit, whether it's the, 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 the schach on the sukkah designated for mitzvah, that's going to be muksa. Idmar nami. Amar b'chiyah barabam rabbi Yochanan ain muksa l'bi shimon al-kain shemen shivener b'shashu dolek al-muksa l'mitzvah to muksa l'isuro. Yes, the Gemara. What's well, another statement? Okay. Amar Abuda Amar Shmuel. Another statement which is adding a little bit. Ain Muksel Rabbi Shimon El Grogorot v'Simukim Bolvad. The only Mukse he has is raisins and dates. Does anyone remember the raisins and date rule of Rabbi Shimon? Mars, you have any recollection? What does he mean by raisins and dates? In the closet, you can't take raisins and dates out? Uh, no, I don't, I don't remember. Anybody? Ed? 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 Okay. DB? I need the question again. My son was talking to me. What is the issue of raisins and dates that we say he holds of Mukseh by raisins and dates. Because they might have bugs in them? Nope. Okay, if you didn't, if we, I mean, we learned it a while ago. We're talking about, it's going to click in your head in a second. Eddie? He's gone. Um, we're talking about you put raisins and dates on the roof to dry out. And therefore, in the process of drying, they become putrid. So if I have putrid raisins and dates, even though I technically could do something with them, but since they're, when you put them up there, they start getting all messy, that's something that's off your mind, and that's considered muksa. <clears throat> Morris rings a bell? Yes, now that you said it. Okay, good. So now that's the only muksa. So let's, again, I don't think we'll remember it in seven years from now, but try to drill it into your head. We have two types of muksas Rabbi Shimon. One is the case of the lit Shabbat candle. And the second case is <laughs> the dried fruit. But the Mishnah specifies only these two types because these get putrid. The Gemara says, Sounds like only those, these two. I'm going to bring you a brighter. Now I'm not sure who the author of the brighter is. But I want to say the author of the brighter is Rabbi Shimon. And other dried fruits, even though they don't get putrid, are considered uh, mukseh. Anything on the roof, because on the roof is pushed off. You left over some, you were in the middle of eating, this is an important point, you were in the middle of eating your figs, and you had some leftover figs, you said, you know, let me turn them into, I said dates before, I should have said figs, dried figs. Well, I'm eating, I'm eating my grapes, so there's excellent leftover grapes, you know what? You put it on the roof. You can't eat them on the next Shabbat. You didn't put them up on Shabbat, put them on Tuesday. You can't eat them on Shabbat unless Yasmin on Friday you designated them for eating. So it sounds like all fruit on Muksa. Now who's the author? Mani. Even Rabbi Yudah. Why do you have to start off with the extreme case of the Fruits that get putrid. Even when it wasn't totally pushed off. So you don't have to bring me the extreme case. It must be Rabbi Shimon. It's Rabbi Shimon. And you see all fruits have this rule of designated off limits when it's on the roof. 
I says, no, Lulam Rabbi Yudah. It's Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah, why do you have to tell me this whole story about when you pushed it off? Rabbi Yudah holds that even the lowest level, forget about roofs. This is the slightest item according to Rabbi Yudah's Mukseh. Why do you have to go to the extreme roof case? If it's not, if it's Rabbi, if it's Rabbi Yudah. This guy started off eating. That was the opening word of the bride. He was eating these. He's been eating this. He already, he's in the eating mode. So maybe if I put it on the roof, I don't need it now redesignated. Maybe I don't have to redesignate it. I was eating from it, so I could, I could, uh, flip flop. I was eating, I put it on the roof, take it back. Once we're on the roof, so we want to say, this is Rabbi Yudah. The Chidush in Rabbi Yudah is that even though he's eating from them, it still becomes Muksa on the roof. But Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon's roof is only by figs and grapes that become putrid in the process. There's a difference between figs and grapes and any other dried fruit in Rabbi Shimon's world. And that's why the statement is, and you should, this is a good thing to remember. You've been writing things on the side of your Gemara. We bring out points. This is a good thing to remember. It's a Shas rule. The Bishimon holds of Muxeh by two, so far two things. My candle and my designated dried fruits that become putrid. I think I was going to ask some other questions and possibly explain it a little more. The Bishimon Barab Mirebi. Pisilei Temara. Dates that are unripe dates. They used to put them in a basket made out of palm trees. So of course to get ripe. So you put it in that bag. It's like today, I don't know if they do that anymore. I remember when I was a kid, the shoes, I don't remember my wife doing this. When I was a kid, we had unripe fruit. They put it in a brown paper bag, the lunch bag, and it would somehow would get ripe. Uh, let's see if someone's a little older over here. Ed, are you with us? Ed? Ed? No way he went. Okay, I'm going. Um, DB, you remember doing that? Yes, they put uh, actually the watermelon, the cantaloupes and stuff, they put in, in brown paper bags. Now they also use newspapers. Does your wife do that? Yeah. I know my wife doesn't do that. I thought it was like old-fashioned. Mars, your wife does it? Yeah, she said she, I just asked her, she said she does it with uh, avocado. Okay. I don't know. I remember when I was a kid, everything was... Because in the old days, we used to have brown paper bags for lunch bags. Now it's like out of style. I haven't seen a brown paper bag in a long time. I don't know what happened to them. Anyway, okay. We'll have to figure the trends out. Kids there, in those days, they would put... They would take palm trees, like the love holders that the Ashkenazim use. They'd make a basket out of it. They'd put the unripe dates in there and it become ripe. And when you put unripe dates in that bag, you're, it's off limits till it gets ripe. So... This is another Muqsad discussion. Is that considered off limits or not? Is that considered off limits or not? So the Gemara says, again, they're going to reiterate the point. They're going to reiterate the point. And the point is, it's only those two. So he told him, That's it. Got to be the putrid items. Now, we said before that Rabbi Shimon, the son of Rabbi, asked his father about Rabbi Shimon. So it sounds like it sounds like that he holds a Rabbi Shimon. So when I was going to ask the Chirebi Letle Mukseh, it sounded like 
Rebbe was on their Bishimon team. Rebbe doesn't hold books, eh? But now, ein mashkim v'shochatim hamidbariot. This is not the end of Masechah Beitzah. Remember, we heard Siyum's of Masechah Beitzah many a time. So we're talking about giving animals to drink and the animals on the mukseh, depending if you were thinking about them. So, the animals that are desert animals, they're out of the limits. You're not planning to use them, so they're mukseh. The domestic ones are in your house, you could, because you plan on using them. What's considered desert animals? They leave your house on Pesach. And they come back in the rainy season. So there used to be animals that would graze for a long time. They were wild animals. By taught what's considered domestic. They go out of the city limits. They come back. They don't go there. They don't disappear. Both those cases are considered household animals. Even the ones that go out of the Tchum and come back. What's called a desert animal? Out of limits means they, they, they rarely come back home. That's muksa. Now, the main issue is, Rebbe is talking about muksa. If Rebbe also could be Shimon, animals are not called muksa. So we need a few an- answers. Number one is, Wild animals that are not domesticated are like the, the level of the putrid grapes. Because that's also something that's totally off your mind. They disappear for months at a time. That's off limits. He's talking, means previously, when Rebbe was discussing in the previous case, it looked like he held like Rebbe Shimon. He was talking in the world of Rebbe Shimon. He doesn't hold him. He's explaining Rebbe Shimon. No, he does hold Rebbe Shimon. But in this brighta, he's arguing in the world of, he's saying, in the world of the rabbis, means, Lidi, the I let lay muksech, la al muksech. But the tchuba, you people that do all the muksech, all the miya, the hechadi, yotzopa, pesach, the chsopa, riviyah, bayitot ninu. Rabbanan, amrulay, lomid, brad ninu. Means, it's possible for me to, means, I'll say like this. I hold that, um, for argument's sake, I disagree with Chaim Balkan. I say, Chaim, I don't, uh, I don't believe in saying amens to everyone's Birkot Hashachar. Okay? I don't believe in that. Now, you hear me going and telling Chaim, Chaim, why are you calling people on the phone and doing Birkot Hashachar on the phone? Right? Birkot Hashachar doesn't work on the phone. Hold on, what do you mean? It sounds like you agree with Chaim, you're supposed to be answering amen. No, no. I don't think you should be doing amen at all. But even you that do believe you should be doing amens, don't do it on the phone. So not always when I'm talking to somebody, about him doesn't mean I agree with him. I'm just saying, I argue with you. But even L'shitatcha, there's a limit on the phone. At 5.30 in the morning, you're calling people. Come on. You're walking around people's houses and knocking on their doors at 12 o'clock to hear Berkot HaShakar? That I don't agree with. Not that I agree with in shul either. But even if you do it in shul, I don't agree with this. Hi? He's not here either. Okay. I don't know who is here. Okay, fine. Okay, now I know how the Rebbe's feel when they're teaching, you know? They're just talking, I don't know they're talking to. Okay, next. Um, fine. Amar Babar Khanar Yochanan, Amru, they said, they said, Halakhak Rebbe Shimon. So right now we're thinking they said Halakhak Rebbe Shimon, Rebbe Yochanan holds Halakhak Rebbe Shimon. Did he say that? 
There was an old man, Kruya. His name was Kruya. Amalei Suruya. He came from a certain place. Kruya Suruya. And Kina. Shaltani Gola. A chicken coop. Malatatuli. Can I carry it for Shabbat? Amalei Kluma Suya Elatani Golim. It's used only for chickens. It sounds like he's saying it's Mukseh because it's designated for chickens like Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Shimon want to make it a chicken coop Mukseh. How come I ask, you know, give different answers? Number one is, there's a dead chicken there. And a dead chick, even Rabbi Shimon holds his Mukseh. That's a machloka. Hanicha, that's good. If you hold like Mar Bar Meimer Mishmei Deravada Mar Modeh Hayar Bishmon Balechayim Shemei Tu Shasurim, this is a machloket of animals died on Shabbat of the Mukse. So if you hold animals that die on Shabbat, Rabbi Shimon holds the Mukse because before Shabbat came, they were not edible because they were live. So live animals off limits on Shabbat. So I understand why the dead chick that died on Shabbat is Mukse, and I can't move the chicken coop. Even if animal died on Shabbat, so why should I move this chicken coop? So what it has a dead chick? Dead chick's on Muksa. has an egg that was laid on Shabbat. It was assuming now that a Bishim hold holds a nolad. No. Rabbi Shimon does know the Muksa or Nolad. The Bishamon tells that le- eggs that are laid on Shabbat are okay. The answer is, Even the Bishamon agrees, if I have an egg, and the egg already started becoming a chicken, a baby chick, and you're letting it hibernate, that in that case, the Bishamon agrees that that's designated in his book. So therefore, the chicken coop with the egg that's in the middle of the process of becoming a chick is hibernating on, not hibernating, it's, it's um, incubating it. So that's going to be Muksa. Ki ata Rabbi Yitzchak Rabbi Yosef Amar Rabbi Yochanan Halakak Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yishuv and Levi Amar Halakak Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Yosef Hainu the Mar Barachana Halakak Rabbi Shimon Am Ruvalelo Sfirle Because if we're not quoting Rabbi Yochanan as saying otherwise that he holds Halakak Rabbi Yehuda So how come before he said Rabbi Shimon he said Amru they said but he doesn't hold it. There's a question what Rabbi Yochanan holds is Yolak Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Yudah. Um, I'm only a Bible Rabbi Yosef, but Atlo Tizbra, you don't hold Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yehuda. Ha Rabbi Abav Rabbi Asi, Yeklal Abay Rabbi Abad Min Chayfa. These two rabbis came on Shabbat to this other rabbi's house. Benafal Mamarta Glime and a menorah fell on his coat. It wasn't a lit menorah, his coat was on the chair and the menorah fell. Rabbi Asi, a little tilt, he didn't carry it. My time, a lot of Mishnah of Asi, Tamidir Biochanan, Rabbi Asi was one of Biochanan's tri students. In Mustri, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yudha Sfirlai, the Itlay Mukseh, this story proves to you that Rabbi Yochanan holds like a Yudha because his prize student held like a Yudha. So Rabbi Yosef says, no, you can't prove anything from that story. Only Menarta Kamarti, you bring it from Menorah. Menarta Shani, Menorahs are different. We'll see why. Even Rabbi Shimon Hold holds Menorahs Mukseh. The Marav Acha Barchanina Amrav Asi, Oreresh Lakish Pitsidon, Menorah, a light Menorah, and you tell the other Chatz carried with one hand. Mutala Tatla. It's not Muxem. The Shteya Dab, we need two hands. Asula Tatla. We'll see in a moment why. Rabbi Yochan Amar, Anu Eilanu Ela Ner, Kribi Shimon. I hold that by Ner, like Kribi Shimon, El Menorah, Beni Telet, Biadochat, Beni Telet, Bishteya Dab, Asula Tatla. Even though I hold like Kribi Shimon, no Menorahs can be moved. The time am I. So therefore, don't bring me proof that a Menorah is like Rabbi Yosef. 
Yes, I'm sorry. Menorah is like a Yehuda. What's special about Menorah? Drum roll, please. There's a new rule. If I have something that I designate a spot for, that is another mukseh that even Rabbi Shimon agrees to. And the menorah is a designated spot. What's the modern day example, which m- many people might not know, Chaman Sion discusses this? If I have a clock on a wall, that is a designated spot. I'm not removing it. A picture on a wall might be mukseh. Things that have a designated spot that's supposed to be there and you don't remove it, that's a mukseh that even Rabbi Shimon holds of. So right now, we have three different muksehs Rabbi Shimon holds of. The lit candle, the case of the dried figs and the dried grapes, possibly animals that go out to graze that are like dried figs and dried grapes, and lastly, the menorah that has a designated place. So for those of you that are marking off notes, this is important, you saw Dothan Mukseh from Bishimon when he holds of Mukseh.